And on a beautiful night here at the Coliseum, the lights have taken full effect. Welcome to Taking Effect, an Oakland A's podcast with Ken Korak. Now, with an inside look at the A's, here's Ken. Well, it was kind of like a deja vu experience the other day when I wandered out to the backfield at the A's complex in Mesa to talk with Ron Washington. Now, early morning backfield work is kind of like a core class in the school of Wash, but it's been 10 years since he's worn an A's uniform in the spring. Wash was so instrumental in the A's success in the early 2000s that Eric Chavez famously presented Wash with one of his six gold gloves. Now, Wash's last year coaching for the A's was their 2006 ALCS season. That's when he left to manage the Rangers, and no Rangers manager has ever been so successful. Wash's eight-year tenure in Arlington was highlighted by back-to-back World Series appearances. Ron Washington has spent 45 years in baseball, but when the 2015 season began, he found himself in very strange territory away from the game that has been such a big part of his life. Now, that didn't last very long, as first the A's brought him back to work before the games with the team's infielders, specifically struggling shortstop Marcus Simeon, and also to serve as uh, kind of an eye in the sky during the games as he watched from the press box. And then late in the season, he replaced Mike Gallego as third base coach and infield instructor. Now Wash is back full-time in green and gold, and school is back in session beginning at 7 a.m. each morning in Mesa. That's where Wash, who's a huge asset because nobody has ever taught infield play any better, works on every aspect of fielding with his A's pupils. The sun had barely come up, but I was riding with Lady Luck because I got to sit down with Wash as he was about to begin another class. Well, Wash, you know, as you know, I like to play golf. And so the favorite time of the day is early in the morning. You come out around 7 o'clock, and you can can hear the mowers mowing the grass and smell the fresh, freshly mowed grass. And here we are sitting on the backfield at Hohokam Park, and it's almost 7 o'clock in the morning. What kind of feelings do you get when you come out here this early to begin working with the A's young players? Well, I get excited because I know we're going to get something accomplished today. Um, You know, some days are better than others, but each day we show up, our purpose is to try to get better. And um, I come out here and I try to beat the guys. This is the first morning, Ken, that I've come out here and I beat them. They usually be out here and already have it set up. Well, it's about... 10 to 7 so (laughs) you're a little bit early it's beautiful out here isn't it yes it is it's nice and fresh like you said it's nothing like smelling the grass and you know hearing the moors but uh you know these guys have been getting after it and we come out here and we work and then when the day starts you know we got a foundation and that's what this is about first thing in the morning to get our foundation set so we go into our workouts we know what we got to do we go out there we get it done and we stay consistent what's the most important thing you're trying to teach out here I'm trying to teach them how to use their hands, how to stay strong on their feet, how to uh, consistently get their stride, um, how you use the bag around second base. There's more than one way to use the bag. Um, you know, um, working on their throwing, um, doing all the things it takes to be ready to play a season. Where did some of these drills come from? Is it just a kind of a composite of all the years you've been in the game? It is, but uh, most of my style come from a guy by the name of Chico Fernandez when I was an infield in, infielder in the Dodgers organization. 
Uh, he had me out on the field at 7 o'clock in the morning. Uh, he certainly didn't get it as in-depth as, as I get, but most of the things I do I got from him, and then I tweaked, and, um, you know, I studied it, and I tried to eliminate things that shouldn't be there, and um, all of a sudden the Lord blessed me with a, with a vision to see what causes things in th- instead of all the time seeing symptoms. I see cause. I don't see symptoms. You had a phenomenal run managing the Rangers for uh, almost eight seasons, two times into the World Series. But was there a certain aspect of this, of the teaching that you missed? Uh, yes. You know, I mean, I still did a lot of teaching over there in Texas. But um, as a, being here in Oakland, this is what I do. So I'm out here teaching every single day. As a manager, you know, you have other responsibilities. Uh, when I had opportunities to get on the field, I got on the field. But here, my opportunity to get on the field is every single day. Was Adrian Beltre the anchor of those infields? Yes, he was. He, he and, and Elvis Andrews, as a young guy, was too. You know, and Odor and uh, Mitch Moreland uh, made his way last year. Uh, he came on the scene last year and became an outstanding defensive first baseman. Uh, he worked hard for the years that I was there, and it all showed up to me. Um, last year when I seen him playing first base. so And the same things that I did with that group, um, I did with the group with Eric Chavez and Miguel and, and Bobby Crosby and Mark Ellis and Hatterberg and Jason Giambi and go on and on and on. I'm doing the same thing right now with these guys. Well, you've had maybe the two best third basemen defensively in the American League really over the last two decades in Eric Chavez and Adrian Beltre. Different ways to go about it, but are there comparisons in the way they went about their business? No, you know, they both are great, but they both did things in a different way. Eric had tremendous feet. Beltre got tremendous hands. Um, you can't teach what Beltre does. His eye-hand coordination is so fantastic. And Eric had great technique with his feet, and which, which made his hands so great. And that's the difference in the two, but they both great. And I can say this and, 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 and believe it all with, with, within my heart. If Eric Chavez does not hurt his back, he may have more gold gloves than Brooks Robinson. Yeah. It's amazing he never made an all-star team, which I thought was just really <laughs> unfair. Uh, if you look at look back to the late 1990s, and there was a kid who came down from Papago, and we saw him a couple times in spring training games named Miguel Tejada. What was he like as a young shortstop when he was just a teenager? He was fired up. Uh, you know, the thing with Miguel, we had to get him under control. Um, I mean, he played with such enthusiasm and love for the game. And once we got him under control, that's when he became MVP and everything else that he became in his career. But uh, it was more or less just trying to get Miguel under control. He had the hands. He had the quickness. He had the lateral movement. It was just getting him under control. And we finally got him under control, and the rest, Ken, is history. Remember, he used to run out for foul balls. I mean, down the line, you'd have to kind of reel him in, right? Really. Um, You know, that was one of his weaknesses, um, going after fly balls, overrun them, underrun them, getting people away. And then finally he matured and understood how to stay under control and get under those fly balls, and then he became fantastic at catching fly balls. Was Mark Ellis the most fundamentally sound player? Well, no doubt about it. I don't know if the people out there know the story. Bob Guerin was managing in AAA in Sacramento, and he didn't have a shortstop. And he happened to watch an A-ball game, and he seen Mark Ellis. And he went on, he, he went on a, a rampage to try to convince Billy Bean to let him take Mark Ellis. And uh, Billy Bean gave in. Mark Ellis went to Sacramento, had a heck of a year. And the next thing you know, he was in the big leagues. And um, that's history also. You've got an amazing array of young talent on this club. And they're starting to get a lot of notoriety. Guys like Franklin Barreto and Matt Chapman and so many other players who you're working with. Collectively, how good is this group? It's about as good as that group that... Uh, um, came up when, when when Eric Chavez and Tahad and them came on the scene. It's just that group. It's a great wave. They're very talented. Uh, they they teachable. They coachable. Um, they they can apply. 
Um, they work hard. Uh, they're into it. Baseball is certainly a part, a big part of, the, of their career and, and their blood, and, and it's definitely in their blood. And they show up out here every day, and they get after it, and it shows. It looks like Matt Chapman, the third baseman, who's a former number one pick of the A's out of Fullerton, he really looks like a big league player right now. Well, no doubt about it. He's young. You know, he wants to learn. He's a sponge. And, um, you know, he has a tremendous uh, bat, and uh, he has a tremendous glove. And once again, we're working on the simple things that uh, young kids just don't have right now, and that's staying strong in their legs, knowing how to use their feet, knowing how to use angles, all those type of things. And um, all it's going to do is add to uh, his attributes. Franklin Barreto is considered by many of the experts to be the A's top prospect. What do you think of him? Well, I'll tell you, he's low to the ground. He plays with the ball very well. Uh, he got great actions. Um, he got a strong arm. And the one thing we're working on with him is just trying to control that arm. He gets a little erratic with it. But uh, he certainly have all the attributes to be exactly what they say he could be. How is Marcus Simeon doing? Marcus is on his way. Um, you know, everything we did last year is there. And now all we're doing is doing maintenance on it. And um, Marcus will be a tremendous shortstop this year and for many years to come. I've never seen a player who was a starter in the big leagues like he was last year. And then he was out there working before almost every game with you. I mean, how would you describe his work ethic? Tremendous. Um, you know, when you got a kid like Mark Ellis, I mean, Mark Ellis, Mark Ellis is on my mind, like Marcus Simeon, um, uh, you love working with this kid. I mean, we put in 15 to 20 minutes a day. That was it. Yeah, we worked every day, but we did it within um, four or five hours before he had to be back on the field. And he was attentive. Uh, he was on time. Uh, he got done what he had to get done. And improvement showed. I want to close with this because I don't want to try to generalize and put all of your philosophy into one word. But to me, whenever you start working with a young infielder, it always seems to start with footwork. Well, that's the key. You know, feet make hands. If your feet is, is, is working properly, your hands will always work properly. You will always get in a good position with your feet, then the hands can work. And um, that's, what, that's from the bottom up, and that's the way you build an infielder from the bottom up. Hey, it's great to have you back in the green and gold. Well, thank you, Ken. It's great to be here. All right, Ron Washington joining us on the backfield this morning at Hohokam Park. <laughs> That's great.